Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In book two of his work on anger, particularly in chapters 19 and 20, Seneca is going to examine our tendencies towards anger and irascibility in terms of a outmoded scientific slash medical understanding that I think many of us are familiar with. And it's interesting to look at what he says. He's not saying that people are automatically going to give in to anger, but there's certain factors that could play a role. And so one of these is what we can call temperament, which is rooted in the nature of our particular bodies. And he begins by saying that an ardent mind is by nature most vulnerable to wrathfulness, iracundia, right? To this tendency to get angry. And ardent just means hot, fervidus, right? So he talks about their being four elements recognized by people in his time. This is a pretty common theory running all the way into the Middle Ages and even early modernity. Fire, water, air, earth, the traditional four elements theory. Sometimes people would add a quintessence or fifth element to it, but this is sort of the standard thing, particularly for Stoics, as he is going to talk about in a little bit. And in addition to these, correlated with these, we have four properties, potestates, literally powers or capacities. And he's going to focus a bit more on these than worrying about the elements. And these are hot, fervidus, cold, dry, and moist. And the one he's most interested in is, of course, hot, right? And so this is going to be quite important. He tells us the blending of the elements produces variations. Now, notice all the different things that it produces variations in. Places, creatures, bodies, customs, Creatures innate natures incline more in a given direction in direct proportion to the greater force that the preponderance of a given element supplies. So if you got a lot of fire in your body, you're going to be a hot person, but particularly if you've got more of it than other stuff. If you're like perfectly balanced, well, then you're right in the middle. Some people are more cold. Some people are more dry. Some people are more moist. And you can have combinations of these. So you could be primarily hot, but also dry, primarily hot, but also moist. You're not going to be primarily hot and cold because those are opposites to each other. Just like you're not going to be primarily dry, but also a little bit moist. Those are opposed to each other as well. And so the inclinations that we have are quite important, but he also says there's some areas that are moist and dry and hot and frigid, right? So that's that's quite interesting there. It implies that geography can have an effect on us. And so he says the same distinctions are valid for animals and humans. It makes a difference how much moisture and heat each individual has within him. The element that predominates in him will determine his characteristic behaviors. So we've got human beings as, I won't say controlled or completely determined 
determined by the different elements that are within them, but it, it steers them in a certain direction. It makes them more vulnerable, you could say, to certain impulses and less to others. And so he goes on and he tells us that ardent or hot natures, fervidi animi naturae, right? The uh, natures of the soul that are fervid or warm make people irascible, irracundos, liable to get angry more easily than others, more vulnerable to this. And so he goes on and he says, some of our sect have it that anger is stirred in the breast by the boiling of the blood around the heart. And this area above all is assigned to anger just because the breast is the warmest place in the body, right? Now it's, you might say, well, that's ridiculous. You know, what would blood boiling around the heart have to do with anger? It's very important to realize that that was one of the ways that Aristotle actually defined anger in various places in his work, you know, looking at it as a physical phenomena, for example, on the soul and a few other places. And Seneca says that, you know, a lot of people in my school, the Stoics, accept this as well. Now, why? Because the heart, as opposed to the brain, was viewed as the locus of our consciousness, our feelings and stuff like that. So anger is driven by fire. A fire is very active and intransigent. It doesn't give in. It's aggressive. It moves outward. And so we've got anger is blood boiling around the heart. A very interesting for us physical metaphor, right? So if you've got a lot of fire in the breast, as we say, then you're liable to be an angry person. What about if you have other elements within you. So he, he says that if you're cold, you're not really going to be liable to anger. Why not? Well, because a mixture in which cold predominates makes a person timid. Cold is sluggish and pinched. So, you know, the good news is if you do have a cold disposition, anger is probably not a big problem for you. There's other vices that will be a problem and we'll come back to those in just a bit. What if you're moist? So, Seneca thinks that you could be moist and warm naturally, or you could be at a certain stage in life. He says that the anger of people whose makeup is predominantly moist grows gradually. Why? They don't have a ready supply of warmth and it's gained only by movement. So it takes causes coming in, you know, making it happen. That's why he says the anger of children and women is more sharp than grievous and rather trivial at its onset. But you could be a adult male and also be moist in this sense or wet, have predominance of that. And then your anger just kind of grows gradually, uh, not so much like the hot nature, right? What if you're dry uh, on the other end of the spectrum? He says that the anger of people who have dryness in them is going to be violent and strong, but without increase, it doesn't grow because cold follows upon the heat, which is bound to slack off. And who does he give as an example is old people. <laughs> Old people are difficult and querulous. Querulous. Hey, don't do that sort of thing. I don't like it. You know, the caricature of the whiny old person who's being driven with, with some anger. And this brings us to a bunch of factors that play a role. So old age plays a role in this. It changes our nature as our body goes through some transformations, modifications. As we age, it becomes drier, less moist, and therefore that modifies the heat. He also talks about exhaustion and bloodletting, right? So 
It was uh, not just a medieval thing. This was an ancient thing practiced by doctors. If they thought you had too much blood in you, they would cut your vein and let some of it drain out. Then you'd be pretty worn out afterwards because you're you're missing some of what you need to circulate all the oxygen in your, your system. So that or being exhausted. He'll talk a little bit later about making children engage in exercise, not to the point where they're totally worn out, but enough to like, you know, get some of that energy out of their system. If they do get completely worn out, uh, maybe they're going to be less angry. Or if they do get angry, it'll be kind of a weak anger. He also talks about thirst and starvation. He says people wasting away from thirst and starvation are in the same situation as are those whose bodies lack a full supply of blood and are weak from malnutrition. So these are things that can get in the way of anger as well. And then we come to the things that can increase the anger, right? Physically. And the one thing that he singles out the most, wine, right? Now, wine is the most common form of alcohol you're going to find in the ancient Mediterranean world. I mean, if he was further north, maybe he would have said beer or ale or something like that. Or if he was somewhere else, it would be a different kind of intoxicant. And Seneca thinks that, and he's not the only person, he brings up Plato here as well, that wine tends to make us hotter, right? Wine kindles bouts of anger because it increases heat. Some drunks come to a boil, right? And then he says, you know, it's also like people who have been wounded, according to the individual's nature, wine works in kind of the same way. And then he has a very funny observation here, which again, do we, should we take this seriously? Some people who have flushed complexions and blondes also are most disposed to anger. They have the coloring that other people usually acquire when they're angry. So they, they're already like on the way to that. So, you know, we can think about people getting drunk and getting flushed as, as well. And, you know, disease or injury could make us less liable to anger, but actually Seneca includes it in conditions that, you know, nature inclines some people to anger. Other factors that arise can have the same effect. Disease or physical injury, toil, extended periods without sleep, troubled nights, right? All of those irritants, all those things can make us more liable to getting angry, to expressing our anger, to acting on the anger. They, in, in certain ways, incapacitate us, right? And then the last one that he talks about that I think is particularly interesting, desire or love, right? And he's using two words here that convey, so love is, you know, physical love, looking to get engaged, get entangled with somebody. People who are in love are more stirred up, you could say. But desire is a broader category, desiderium, right? This means desire not just for, say, sex or attention, but could be for money, could be for prestige or position. Those who are already engaged in a path like that are more likely to get hot, as we say, right? Now, he says all of these factors are first causes. Another big influence is habit. So obviously, it's not as if this is determining us entirely. He says nature is difficult to change, but, you know, we can do something. So he says it would be useful to know ardent nature should be kept from wine, which Plato thinks should be denied to children, basing his prohibition on the ground. Fire shouldn't be aroused with fire. They shouldn't even be filled with food. Their bodies will become swollen and their minds will become bloated, right? So he goes on, and I mentioned we, we would talk about other vices. 
So he tells us those natures that are moister or drier or cold aren't really at risk for anger, but you have to beware of less spirited vices, like being panicky, cross-grained, hopeless, suspicious. These uh, natures uh, must be soothed, cherished, and roused to happiness. Some remedies must be used against anger, others against gloominess. And we have to think uh, about what kind of situation, what kind of temperament we're dealing with. And then we can find the appropriate remedies to, you know, he's thinking primarily about children, but we could apply this to everybody else and to ourselves. If we know that we are naturally irritable people, maybe we can try to avoid the sorts of things that get us riled up. We know that we do have problems with wine or other intoxicants getting us more, you know, in a situation more liable to anger. We can avoid that sort of thing. Now, again, to point this out one more time, I don't know anybody at present who actually believes in the four element theory. I mean, there are some people who believe in temperaments, but they don't really base it on this physical science or medicine anymore. Uh, but it's interesting to see what Seneca has to say, given that he actually does buy into this and that he thinks that some people are going to have greater struggles with anger than others because of their physical makeup. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, Keep studying these great philosophical works.